Good morning, Thetis. How's everybody been? It has been a while since our last recording, and uh, we are excited to get back to it. Uh, today, I have my wonderful co-hosts. I have Molly. What's up? <laughs> and we have Jess. Hello. Jess is first. Get- oh, we got... I'm giving a round of applause when I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Jess's first time on the podcast. Yes, forgive my poor imitation of the worm in Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> we are very, very glad to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am happy to be here. All right. And today... We will be discussing Mass Effect Legendary Edition, because by now, I'm pretty sure we've all beaten and played it. If not, then we at least know everything, because we've all played the trilogy before anyway. <laughs> this is my I, first playthrough. Oh, yeah. That's why I said, like, <laughs> let's talk about me and Jess for that part, really. But oh, this oh is, yeah. This, I was about to say next. This was Molly's first time playing the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to be talking about uh, that today and uh getting her thoughts and trading opinions and all that kind of shit so uh let's just hop on into it molly uh this is how i'll start it right so how do you feel i'll I'll ask you about each game how do you feel in mass effect one um okay so story-wise i enjoyed it i understand the mako being a piece of shit um, <laughs> uh, graphic wise, I feel like if I played it beforehand, I would have appreciated the upgraded graphics more. Um, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite in the trilogy. I feel like it sets up the rest of the trilogy. Like, great. Um, the ending, the big bad boss, that was enjoyable. I fucking loved that. Yeah. Uh, Saren. You got my Snapchat where I was like, ah, oh, nah, he's gonna pop up. I've played too many Dragon Age to know he's gonna pop up. And yeah. he fucking did. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Um, yeah, my Shepherd, I decided to just go full Paragon. Um, cause that's how I would probably react, period. Um, and I feel like my Shepherd's really pretty. Y'all should go check out my Twitter to see my Shep. Uh, yeah, I had a great, uh, I had a great first game, I think. Good, good. Uh, so how'd you feel about Mass Effect 2? I loved it way more than Mass Effect 1. (laughs) That's, that's the the general opinion. That's usually what people say. (laughs) The beginning, um, threw me off a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, I was like, wait, I thought I was supposed to hate Cerberus, but now I'm working with these people. And, like, setting up that, like, great, like, conflict with, like, um, Shepard and, like, who they're working with is, like, it's, like, so good. I love it (laughs) plot-wise. Um, the characters were so much more fun, I feel like, too, in uh, Mass Effect 2. I had a lot more fun talking to people. I agree. Um... Because talking to Ashley kind of just was like, you're being racist, can you not? <laughs> and then talking to Kaden, I, I like Kaden. I just... Hey, hey, 
Aiden's over her hair. Okay? I know. I'm, I'm, I'm walking real delicately. I don't not. I don't <laughs> not dislike him, but I see him more of like a big bro than anything else. So like in the first game, that set it up for me a little bit. Um, it was cool to see like the conflict between Shepard being technically Cerberus now, but still be a Spectre, but still technically be Alliance, but disowned by the Alliance. I don't know. I really liked it. <laughs> so. <laughs> The suicide mission stressed me the fuck out. No, I bet. Um, I was following a guide throughout all of two just so that I wouldn't have anyone die. Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard suicide mission, but I was like, oh, this is going to be like Mass Effect 1 where they say like, oh man, this is going to go badly if we don't do anything. But it still ends up fine. Um, but, like, this time, like, if he did do anything, everyone fucking dies. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> you had to protect um, the homies. Yeah, no, I felt so protected of them, too. Everybody was so fucking cool in Mass Effect 2. Um, I wanted everyone to be my friend, and it worked out that way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, quickly, just to throw this in before we uh, go on to Mass Effect 3... I yeah. have this one opinion, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if it's a if it's a hot take or not, but uh, I feel take. like <laughs> hot takes coming to you from GMT. I don't know if everybody likes Garrus in Mass Effect One, but I think he's kind of lame in Mass Effect One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I feel like most of the characters, once you look back on them throughout the rest of the trilogy, they all seem kind of really cardboardy. Yeah, um, Mass, Mass Effect One, I was like, oh, Garrus is cool, he's funny, sarcasm, great. Mass Effect Two, he was fucking hilarious <laughs> the entire time, <laughs> and he was like number one bro, and I was like, ah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mass Effect One, he's just kind of like, I am a cop. Hello. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, now I'm Archangel and I'm all like, uh, vigilante justice. Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> and then I almost, we almost lost Garrus, and that's the first time I cried in the trilogy. Um, <laughs> no, that was the second time I cried in the trilogy because the first time was when Saren came back up, and I was like, how the fuck am I gonna fight this fucker? You wait, you cried when he got back up. <laughs> I freaked out a little bit. I swear, I thought he was sad, but I was like... I saw the steps. Um, second time was when uh, Gareth almost died. I was like, now my number one bro. <laughs> Je uh -oh. I was like, Jess, how do you... Do you share uh, our feeling with, like, Mass Effect 1 and the characters being a little, little cardboard to start? Uh, well, I'm not going to ever say anything disparaging about my Canadian comfort man. <laughs> But uh, there is definitely a different tone with the companions in the first game versus the second one. And I think it's because maybe Bioware came into their stride with the game. No, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, I enjoyed talking with everybody in the first game, but um, I think it's more like a professional atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you know? what I got. Like, everybody's respecting Shep. Exactly. So it's more like professional, get this done, mm -hmm. like, typical military fashion.
And then you have B2, which is, you know, Shep is basically a free right, free agent. Yeah. So to speak. So there's like, there's a bit more of a, a focus on yeah. readying the team. Yeah. You know, so you have to be personal with that. My, uh, I, I want to preface this by saying that, like, I love Mass Effect 1. I, it's the one I've. I played a fuck. I mean, I probably played two the most, but besides two, I think it was one I played the most because I that gap between two thousand seven and two thousand eleven. Oh no, it was two thousand eight, two thousand eight, two thousand eleven. I just played the fuck out of Mass Effect one over and over and over again, <laughs> and the same thing with the gap between two and three. The uh, just like looking back on it now, like I said, it just I feel like whenever I play Mass Effect one, it feels like I'm checklisting everything. Yeah. Like, all right, so I got to make sure I talk to these people, but then I'm, like, spamming the skip option because I've heard it so many times, and I'm like, I don't really care that much. But then when I get to Mass Effect 2 and 3, I, like, I listen to everything a lot more and all that because I just feel like they, they get so much better once you hit the 2 and 3. Though Mass Effect 1 does give the atmosphere and all that stuff, uh, the theme and all that kind of shit, better than 2 and 3, in my opinion. You feel like the... This is a space opera thing, I, in my, my opinion. You feel that more in Mass Effect 1. Uh, but that's just like, you know, the, the background feel, you know? I kind of get that. But like in 2 and 3, it felt more epic to me. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I, I see all three games as one. They're just different chapters. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's how I felt sure. playing through it back to back to back. So it's that's why, like for me, I don't have a particular favorite. I love all three of them because they basically works well together. It's a story. It's not you know. I I know some people like to play Mass Effect two to start. Before I played the trilogy. Oh, no. People Sorry. tried to dissuade me from playing the first one. They said, yo, you don't need to play the first one. And yeah. I'm glad I didn't listen because they were wrong. Yeah, that's very wrong. Yeah, listen, as much as I like two and three more, like I always play the first one first, no matter what. Like you gotta. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you would probably lose a lot of the background stuff too, especially since like there are so many side quests that like kind of continue through the trilogy if you do them right. You kind of lose the little stuff like that. But, like, that's kind of what made it super personal to me. Like, yeah. oh, shit, this is the same dude sending me a thank you note from last game. Like, yeah. wow, <laughs> they're still alive. Like, <laughs> good, good. Sorry, I was going to say, good, good on you for living. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> or when you meet Conrad Werner in the third mm -hmm. game. Okay, hey. I, have, I have an admission. Um, I fucked up. And I forgot to do Conrad's second mission, so I didn't see him in this game. <laughs> oh, you did it? Okay. Oh. I, I always fuck that Maybe up, too, to be honest. I go back and I, like, half the time I forget. No, it's <laughs> okay. okay. You can still talk about it. Uh, uh, you know how you collect all the matriarch writings and then you get uh, the Elkoff Combine license? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just love how, like, you could totally impress him by having all of that stuff <laughs> and then he tells you he has a, he got his dis or he did his dissertation in like some complicated science technology it, it was like, like black like dark matter or something like that like exactly crazy shit. 
And I remember I heard that the first time. I was like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> uh. everybody just, everybody assumes that he's not smart, which, you know, I get, like, because of how he behaves in the first two games and even in the third, but uh, there is nobody in Mass Effect that can't program a cell phone. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, every single one of them can program a cell phone. And... Yeah. I just find that phenomenal because, you know, in real life, you can't get people to do that. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, next we'll go on to uh, three. Molly, how'd you feel about Mass Effect 3? Um, I'm trying. Okay, I'll go through through the parts. Like the first chapter, super fucking good. I cried when Morden died. Um, so. And then I cried when Thane died because he was one of my favorites from... Uh, I need to. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I didn't romance Garrus, he was going to be my number two pick. Uh, he's also a very big sad moment. <laughs> I love him. And, like, I... I mean, like, this whole fucking podcast is spoilers, but, like, mm-hmm. still spoilers. Like, I didn't know, like, he died in the second game, or the third game, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I was kind of happy I didn't romance him, because I did not want to be, like, depressed for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, it's so cool, and then it was really cool to see Kasumi and, uh, uh, Thane again, um, cause Kasumi was one of my favorites in the, in ME2, like, I brought her on to a lot of the missions, actually. Yeah, she's great. Um, and to, like, see everybody else, um, kind of doing their thing was kind of cool. Um... I fucked up the Citadel DLC. Oh, no. Um, because I was following a guide, um, and they were doing it based off what story hits they thought should go in what order, rather than, like, this is how to do the Citadel DLC with everybody there. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't have Tally there. Yeah, I you yeah, saying that in the Discord, you didn't have Tally. Uh... I was so fucking mad at myself. I was like, I want to replay the game just so i could have tally at the party um that's good oh you need her at the party that's what that's what i was thinking because i was like i was like there's no choice here we're going hard like we're all (laughs) fucking getting drunk like come on oh she gets fucking destroyed and it's hilarious (laughs) that's what i thought (laughs) i was like knowing her being kind of like me i'm gonna forget my limit and get fucking hammered So yeah, I would. I think I'm gonna. If I, I'm gonna replay the series again, obviously, because I want to see the renegade options. Um, but I'll definitely make sure to have tally during that. I can't do the renegade options. I can't. I feel too bad. The only, (laughs) the only renegade options that I'm down for is punching reporters and beating James in in chin ups. (laughs) And I'll, I'll sit there for twenty minutes just banging out that button until I beat him just because I want him to not feel so smug. Wait, what? Yeah, in the Citadel DLC, you can catch uh, James if you keep... Uh... So every time you go back to your uh, little house, there's, like, something new in your house. You gotta look around. Because, like, oh my God, at man. one point, I just found James in my, in my like, gym area, and he's just doing chin-ups and stuff or, or no he's doing a he's doing some kind of workout 
and then you can get on the chin-up thing and start doing it. And he's like, oh, well, you can try and beat my score, but I don't think you ever will. And you're like, okay, well, how much is it? And I think it's like 200 or some shit like that. And you have to individually hit the buttons over and over again. And it's a, and each one is a interrupt. So like the Paragon or Renegade interrupt. So it takes fucking forever. And you just gotta ding. Then he does the chin up. Ding. Then he does the chin up. Oh and God, it's that. But I have to do it. I have to do it. Because James has got to learn. He's got to learn who's the boss. <laughs> I... I liked James as a character a lot. Like, I enjoyed him being in the game. He was so cool. I wish I talked to him more, though, because I feel like I didn't talk to him. He's definitely, like, not bad. Like, I know a lot of people just, like, don't like him. But I feel like he's on the same level of, like, for me, personally, he's on the same level of Ashley and Caden. No, he is. I feel that. Uh, They're all, like, equal playing field of, like, they're all relatively interesting for me yeah. uh so yeah you know i don't uh i'm not like super in love with them though i like Caden more than i like ashley or james he's definitely uh i like yeah, him more than too. both of them uh he is he is definitely my f- i mm, i think he's my favorite human squad mate i think but so. kasumi yeah i like kasumi but like my problem with kasumi although i love her is that like once you do her mission in mass effect 2 that's pretty much it She's just yeah, there with, with, like, occasional comments. And then Mass Effect 3, she's got a, a fun mission. But, again, it's not, like, it's not that much. Whenever they take a companion away for a whole game, and then the next game they bring them in, but they're just, like, tiny little, like, just little tiny The majority scenes. of people in 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which really sucks, because, like, it diminishes the character and makes me, like, not love them as much as I love everybody else. Not because they're bad, but because we don't get that much time with them, so it just kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I don't under... Like, for example, not that... I, again, not that I don't like James, but why did we get James when we could have gotten, for example, Kasumi back? Or... Yeah. Or more Thane, and then he could still die at the same spot, but, like, you know... Probably... hurt <clears throat> more. Yeah, it's just... It's just... Like, uh, yeah, I hurt more. Like, I get, I get the narrative reason why, but, like, I'm just saying there's, like... There's other... There's so many other people that you could have put in. Like, and I love Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, come on. He's great. But, like, you know, there's, there's so many so many other options you could have put in. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that's my... I don't even know where the fuck I was going. I just ended up in this area of, of conversation. <laughs> it's all good. I'll just pick off where I was at. The only thing that I disliked about three... Um, because a lot the the story fan fucking tastic the um, music was so good um, the characters were great I feel like all the like go and talk to your friends of the Citadel just make sure they're doing okay because y'all are at war and like you know <laughs> trauma's really bad was great um, <clears throat> excuse me the only thing I disliked was the total military st- strength thing. And how that impacted the ending. I feel like, like that's probably a, a probably, I'm sure there's a good chunk of people out there who who don't like it. I don't mind it. Uh, it act, it encourages me to get everything in the game done. So, you know that's that, that's cool and all. <laughs> the thing with me is like being um, busy 
a lot. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't have the time nor energy to go and scan a bunch of different systems yeah. <laughs> and try to outrun people while doing it just to have a number to be able to get a secret ending. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the ending... The ending, I... I wasn't in the fandom when Mass Effect 3 came out. But I remember very distinctly when it came out, people being really upset with the ending. And I could kind of see it. it. It is a little... From the climax of the entire game to that, just, like, one last choice felt a little off to me. I got really stressed and anxious again because <laughs> I wanted to pick the right choice. Like, I was... I paused on oh, that this screen. this is actually very important. Now I gotta know which ending you chose. I, I'll get to that. I paused on that screen. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I got back from a festival, so my throat's bad. You're fine. Um, and, like, started flipping through multiple guides to, like, which one's the canon ending? Which one should I choose? <laughs> like... How will this affect Mass Effect 4? Or Mass Effect 5, excuse me. But, like, um, it really stressed me out. So, like, I picked to destroy the Geth. Good, that's the um, one That's the one true ending. That's what you should choose. Because, <laughs> um, because after the fact I read this, like, Saren wanted to control them. Or to sympathize with yeah. them. And try to learn more from them. Uh... Mr. President, who will always be Mr. President to me, wanted <laughs> to control love. So it felt like the only, like, true ending was, like, this was the one goal you had throughout the three entire games. Like, you can't fuck it up now. Mm -hmm. um, and I had enough that, like, everyone survived. Um, everyone survived except Cortez, and I'm really fucking mad. Oh, no, you fucked up Cortez! <laughs> No. no, you didn't give him I enough just, love. <laughs> I, I, you have to talk I, to him all the time yeah. and like meet him at the places that he, uh, uh, he, he designates you need to be at. Yeah, I didn't meet him anywhere. Well, <laughs> technically, I don't know if you know this. Oh, this might make you feel even worse, but technically, you've had more than more than just Cortez die. What the fuck does that mean? Who the fuck else died then, Ethan? Edie. Oh, yeah. No, that made me really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edie's I was, dead. Like, I spent all this time setting up Joker and Edie. Yeah. Just for her to die. And, like, I felt bad, but, like, at the same time, like... Imagine how fucking ruined Joker is now. I, don't get that's, me started, dude. <laughs> that's why you have head cannons. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am of I am of the firm belief that the catalyst is liar face. Okay. <laughs> and that Edie and the Geth don't actually die because they're software. Mm -hmm. And they're backed up. <laughs> I mean if you hear I mean, you hear them talking about backing themselves up all mm -hmm. throughout like the second and third game, so you know, and when, you know, Legendary Edition came out, they added that whole Quarian epilogue slide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, but it looks a bit too advanced than where they would be without the guest's help. <laughs> so I'm thinking that they're going to make Destroy the canon ending. Oh, for sure. I definitely think they will, too. 
I, and, I, yeah, I'd see it. And make Edie and the guests live to kind of like soothe everybody's hurt. Because I'm going to assume that's the only reason why people didn't just choose destroy is because of Edie and the guests. No, probably. I imagine that's why, too. I, every time... Okay, I'm not, before I get into a rant here, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you go, and then I'll rant. <laughs> I was just going to say, because... No judgment on anybody who chooses synthesis and control, but those two are not for me. No, I mean... It's don't. okay, guys. I'll judge for you. <laughs> no, uh, so, Jess, before uh, we go any further... Uh, Molly gave her thoughts on the ending, which is a very polarizing uh, topic. What is... When when you first played the game, compared to now, how did you feel on the endings? I used the happy ending mod. Is that... uh, I'm unaware. (laughs) When I first played. (laughs) So you cheated! (laughs) Well, somebody told me all three endings were like so horrible so i was just like okay i'll just see the happy ending i didn't think i was gonna get this in deep okay <laughs> like i didn't think i was gonna get this deep I... and <laughs> go ahead i feel that because i cried at the end too like i still fucking sobbed <laughs> so when i played legendary edition it was the first time i'd seen all three endings Oh boy! Or, or I'd seen the actual real ending, mm-hmm. and I was like, "People bitched about this. This is not that bad." Like, yeah. No, it, it really. <laughs> I, I got. That was the thing I was surprised about. Was like, oh, this doesn't seem like that bad. But then I also read, I was watching a TikTok. There's a user on TikTok who was playing through Mass Effect for the mm-hmm. first time as well, and like. Apparently, they said in their stream that um, whoever you brought to the, like, ending, like, the two companions, like, apparently they just died. And there was, like, nothing you could do about it. So, I, so, you're talking about in the Legendary Edition? No, they took it out of the Legendary Edition. I'm talking about oh, okay. the yeah, yeah. So, three. my, so, my perspective, right, so this is where I'm going to go off a little bit. Uh, 2012, Mass Effect 3 comes out. I am a little boy. <laughs> I think I think I'm in. I think I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> uh, and I played the fuck out of that game. I got to the ending. I beat it, and I was like, "Oh man, that was fucking awesome! I loved that. That was so good." And then I see everybody online freaking the fuck out, losing their minds, and I'm like, "I don't understand why nobody likes this. I think this is great." And then they uh. You know, the discourse goes on and on and on. And then Bioware's like, we're going to add a DLC to make the ending better. And me, I was like, oh my god, how can it get any better? (laughs) And then they released the DLC. It's fucking awesome. And then I'm sitting there and I beat it. I'm like, wait a second. It was kind of (laughs) shit. Without the DLC, it was kind of shit. Oh, fuck. And and now every time I play it now, I, I very much love... What they did to it, and they made it so much better. If you go back and do the original one, you after playing the legendary, you'll be like, "Oh wow, yeah, they did fuck this up pretty bad." Uh, I think. Yeah. I think I like watched a video on it, 
and like i could tell the difference like it's a lot more cloudy about like what the fuck happened after yeah compared to how le did a great job of like wrapping it up yeah well again even if you didn't play legendary edition if you just had the original games with the ext- uh the fixed ending dlc like that's that's enough like you, the legendary edition just in- incorporates it directly into the game but uh yeah playing playing that extended ending DLC definitely made it so much better that when I played it I was like, "Oh wow, okay. Yeah, this is this is light years better." And even then people still bitch and moan about it. And yeah, I mean, I guess there could have been more stuff, but like there's only so much manpower and money to go around and like you got to get what you can get, man. <laughs> I think that people personally because they, I, I was reading that somebody filed a lawsuit against Bioware. Uh, I'm not surprised. People uh, are, and it, they'll do anything to get money. I'm just like, how entitled do you have to be to get this upset over a video game <laughs> that you would file a lawsuit? Because I'm sorry, like you are not entitled to anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you chose to buy it, you took the risk. Yeah, I could kind of see it, because, like, I didn't watch a video of the two other endings, because I still haven't decided if I wanted to go back and try to get the other two. Um, but, like, I don't know. It felt... Like, it was a great ending to the game. But, like, now that I know that, like, there's a chance that you could get, like, a three-second clip of Shepard just breathing in. Now I'm so <laughs> determined to go back and get it. <laughs> um, Have you just looked it up? They... <laughs> I looked it up and watched it, and now I'm like, well, now I need this to be my canon. <laughs> like... <laughs> Molly, may I introduce you to the Double the War Assets mod? You did also... give me that mod, and I'm going to download it. <laughs> and it um... also removes the Reapers chasing you. Which, oh, I'm I like sorry. that part. That part's pretty good. You know, that gives me so much anxiety because, okay. like, I cannot properly see so I just click on scanning everything. Yeah, so my problem with that isn't, like, the anxiety part. My problem is the just the frustration of having to, like, leave and then come back and then leave and then come back to try and, like, get it. Like, they'll get the scan just right so you can get it before they touch you. And uh, it just gets really fucking frustrating. Well, well this <laughs> mod... Sorry. No, go. go no, you go. <laughs> the mod just the mod just really makes the Normandy stealth mode mm-hmm. shine. By oh sure yeah. You're, you're never seen by the Reapers. That's great. You know what? I never even thought about that. What the fuck? What about the stealth systems? <laughs> <Can't>... <laughs> They're really good. The Reapers They're don't really have good. eyes. But as soon as you fucking get to scan and shit, they're like. <laughs> And so I'm gonna, wait a second. I've, uh, I think we've just discovered the loophole. When the <laughs> fuck did you get eyes? They don't have reaper eyes. <laughs> There's nobody in there. They're not looking out a window. <laughs> uh, it's a structural, structural weakness. That's it, Jess. I'm filing a lawsuit. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else in three that I really liked. The um. I cried when we lost Legend. <laughs> Legion. Legion, yeah. Oh, big sad. Big sad. 
he was and like that good mission boy. that mission seemed really tedious but like looking back like at the beginning i was like what the fuck i just gotta destroy a bunch of shit all right cool <laughs> i do this every day but um looking back on it it was such a cool little way of being like oh so that's how the geth and the koreans got into a fight yeah like it gave so much more context to that that i felt was really lost in the first and second games in a really tasteful way and i really enjoyed that mission and i'm really fucking pissed i couldn't see tally's face and i had to find out the baby <laughs> that the only way you could do it is if you romance her but she's my best fucking friend man yeah it's kind of it's kind of i still think it's kind of bullshit that you can't also do you know about the uh the original games and how <laughs> the the controversy with tally's face no, wasn't what's it, wrong? So wasn't it a face model from like Getty Images? Or yeah, they, they they went on like Google and Getty Images, and just took a random woman and just cut and just gave her three fingers and kind of made her whiter. No. And it looked it looked really oh my god wait I'm gonna <laughs> you're gonna hear me clacking in the podcast I gotta She's send so it to you. Pretty. Oh okay. my god. Pretty. Yes. Can you can you blame them? I mean, look at some of the characters. Their eyes are like near their hairline. Yeah. Oh, God. All <laughs> right. Are talking about Kaden's uh, Ken looking hair that it looks kind of like plastic all the time? <laughs> well, I mean, that's no, pretty much everybody, to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah. If I can, if I could ever figure out how to do textures, that hair texture is on my list right. of mods. Molly, I am sending Send you. Me when you do it. <laughs> I'm sending you the comparison right now. This okay. is the comparison. This is on the left is the original game of what Tally's mm -hmm. face looked like. Right is new. Okay, where is it at? I'm sending it to you personally on Discord. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, those are the differences in the picture. Oh yeah, I'd be a little upset too. They're like. Because like people she looks were really pissed. human, people were so. And, like, you pissed. could tell, you could tell they just photoshopped off the last two. Figures. And then they just put a whole bunch of fucking light on the left side yeah. to like obscure it even more. So yeah, <laughs> it's so. But it fucking... also doesn't. It, it also doesn't make sense because Tally wouldn't have not have her suit on. Well, that that, that picture was taken on Rannoch. Uh... So it's supposed to be like, oh, she has, she can walk around without the suit on Rannoch. So. Wait! 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 Okay, I think we came into something that doesn't work here. Well, if that well, picture shows up in Me Too, Tally hmm? doesn't go set foot on Rannoch until the third game. Well, no, no, it's in Mass Effect 3. But I thought there was like a picture for Mass Effect 2. I don't think so. Pretty sure it's Mass Effect. It's right. just Mass Effect 3 is when you get it. It's, oh, it's so after. I'm very confused. No, yeah, you get the picture after, uh, after uh, the mission on Rannoch. Well, I mean at the end of the game, but, like, it's after Rannoch. Okay, that makes sense now. I, 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 I'm a Caden romancer, so <laughs> when I see the picture, it's in me, too. <laughs> I just always just... <laughs> well, yeah, you, all, it was like yeah you get pictures in ME2, too, but the one when you get to see Tali's face for the first time is ME3. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, people were not happy with uh, Tali's face I mean, reveal. 
I, I kind of get it. Like, you'd get really pissed off, too. But, like, at the same time, you got to remember, like, that was probably, like, a last minute, like, oh, fuck, we still got to do Tally's face. I think it was, and, like, <laughs> I think it was, like, they were crunching really hard, didn't have any time. And they're like, oh, wait, we didn't make a model for the character without the helmet on. Get, Shit. Get a dude who's, get a dude who's all right at Photoshop to get at it. Go, go, go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, what else? Well, I would say, I'll, uh, I'll ask you, what, uh, throughout all three games, who would you say is your top character? Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> Not only because the romance was so sweet, mm. it was so cute, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I wish that I kinda didn't romance him. Why? Because, like, I kind of, I was watching, like, the TikTok, this TikToker, and she didn't roll my scares, but you still had that, like, closeness of, like, you're my best fucking friend, and you'll oh, always for have sure. my six. That, and, uh, is great about him. That's why, like, whenever, well, obviously, I play as a male shepherd, like, 99% of the time, just because I mm-hmm. feel that, uh, that more closest to the character, because I can identify with them, so I usually play as a male, uh, and I and Garrus is just like the ultimate fucking bro. He is he, he is your brother. And like I wish that like I could have had that. Um but the romance with him was still really sweet and I still really like it and the salsa scene. I literally was I get secondhand embarrassment really easily from like media and I was so fucking embarrassed because I was like, I could never <laughs> I could never do this. <laughs> And I'm like, I remember screaming in Discord about it, and I was just like, James freaking Vega! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it was so cute, and I really enjoyed it, and uh, I, I get why people ship Garrus a lot, I get that. I think my next playthrough, I will probably try Cadence, mm-hmm. just so I could get that 3 uh, Pete, uh achievement. Yeah, Forgot, um, can't get it because of Garrus. Yeah, because they didn't think a bunch of alien fuckers would wanna. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think you can. So I I romance uh, Liara. Liara is my favorite in the entire trilogy. She's also my favorite character in the series. Period. Oh. Yeah, she is. She is my favorite. And I don't even remember if you get the achievement for all three games for romancing her. I don't think you do. Because even if you romance her in two, it's like it's part of the DLC and stuff. I don't think it actually triggers the achievement, so I'm pretty sure I have to romance Ashley to get it. Okay. Because oh, I know you like Liara the most. Why? Oh, I said no. I mean, I know you like Liara the oh, most, yeah. so be ashamed to romance someone that when you miss out on her. Oh yeah, I mean every time I, I mean I haven't played a. Uh, Legendary Edition romancing anybody else yet? Because I only only did one playthrough, and then I was like, alright, that's a fuck ton of hours of my life. I have to do something else. Oh my god, I felt that. (laughs) I've played played this game so fucking much over the years, I have to take a minute and do something else. I have such a fucking dummy thick backlog of games that I have to do something. (laughs) So, uh, but literally like the last two nights in a row, I've been in my room and I've been like, ah, I should definitely start up another playthrough. Uh, I really should, and then I'm like, no, no, I can't. I, <laughs> I have I like five the... games I'm playing right now. I took to, down the Reaper for at, 
Ooh. Ooh. I died the first time, but second <laughs> oh, time. No. So, you know, you know, no, really... I did too. Yeah. I was like, wait, you want me to shoot a freaking Reaper right now? Excuse me? By myself? I, I did, like, once I got the pattern down, it was really easy, but I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know what's really funny about it, right? So, I, again, I've been playing this, playing it since release, all the way 2012. I had never died to that thing before. I'd always be like, oh, this is so fucking easy. <laughs> and then I played Legendary Edition, and then I, I think I died the first try. I got fucking smoked. I was like, how the fuck did I do that? I was <laughs> what? I didn't even know that you could actually die. And, then, <laughs> and it was you actually know, rough that time. I was like, why is this strangely harder? First time I played Me 3, uh, Dr. Yeva killed me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that, was, that was so hard, but I noticed in Legendary Edition, like, it's easy to tank her, like, kill her, like, she's gone. Versus when I played it, the original trilogy, I had to, uh, the console code to enable, like, more bullets. <laughs> because she would just keep smoking me. Like, <laughs> I'd end up dead. <laughs> but... Oh man! <laughs> but is it obvious who my favorite character? Uh, you, you, uh, you did a li your your mic did a little bit of lag there, but I know that you said is obvious who your favorite character is, and I I'm pretty sure it's Caden. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, as aside from Fem Shep, like female shepherd, who is my ultimate favorite, oh, Caden Caden yeah. is like my favorite he i know a lot of people in the fandom like don't like him which boggles my brain because he's a good guy <laughs> when like <clears throat> there are worse characters in the game that you can so yeah of, like you but... should hate yeah. jacob everybody should hate yeah. jacob jacob I, sucks I didn't, really, <laughs> I didn't really like jacob but like um i don't dislike Caden, <clears throat> I feel like he could have, like, in my opinion, I feel like the first game kind of set him up not so well as a character, so people left with a bad taste in their mouth in, like, two and three, but that's why I want to romance him to try to give him, like, another chance, I feel like I'd like him a lot more, but... It doesn't help that, like, for Liara, for Ashley and Caden, you have to romance them to get their better, deeper story yeah. in the first game versus, like, Liara or Garrett. Is Vyware's fault that Caden doesn't get enough love and that kind of thing? Oh, oh well, <laughs> it's because, like, the way they have the romances set up, because, you know, the whole ninja man thing and... Yeah. And, uh... Just like how you don't get to know a, a person deeper unless you're actually romancing them, so that really kind of cuts character development at the knees. Mm -hmm. Versus if you're romancing them and you're doing all the quests, I, I have a friend who uh, who played uh, the first game over again and did all the Cerberus quests, mm -hmm. and she realizes now why Caden was so upset and. Aspect too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She didn't under 
she didn't understand before. And then she realized, oh, wait, okay, now it makes sense why he would be upset because I did all those quests. And I'm also like, because you got space. Like, this is not like getting lost at sea where you can, like, yeah. hit land eventually. Oh, you're, you're, you're out in space where <laughs> it is, like, infinite space, pretty much. So anybody who sees you alive has, like, rightfully to be suspicious, mm -hmm. you know? And especially if you're, you know, walking in with Cerberus after what they did in Mass Effect 1. So she was nah. just like, I, I totally get it now. I'm not mad at him anymore. <laughs> I was never upset with him. Like, I totally got it into... I was like, nah, I don't want to be associated with these bitches either. Like, <laughs> well, some people, some people get all upset about it, and they, they have no idea why he's so angry at Shepard. And I'm thinking to myself, it's because you're not seeing it from his point of view. Mm -hmm. You're seeing it as I worship Shepard. Like everybody needs to like kiss Shepard's butt. Yeah. No, and you also gotta remember, like, Caden is Alliance too. And he's exactly. seeing like at real time what Cerberus is doing to other human colonies and mm -hmm. the bullshit that they're doing. So and... like... Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, it's okay. Honestly, please do. I rant so much. Um I feel like it was 100% a needed wake-up call to Shep. Because, like, she's getting all these dossiers. She's getting all these people who are like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care who we're with. <laughs> and, like, you have Garrus who's like, as long as I'm with you, I don't give a fuck. Which, mm, good shit. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then you finally come to, like, Caden, or I guess it would be Ashley as well at this point. And they're like, what the actual fuck are you doing, Shepard? <laughs> And I feel like that's, like, the first, like, kind of wake-up call of, oh, we are not in a very good position, but we really don't have any choice right now. Yeah. Well, and I also want to mention, I'm a military girl, and so I know firsthand that military life, if you're a soldier, you take an oath, and you can't just walk away from your duties. I mean, you can get court-martialed, put into jail. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not you you don't you don't have the freedom a civilian does. I remember once my dad was told by his commanding officer, if we wanted you to have a family, we would have issued you one. <laughs> That's pretty much what the military is. And unless you understand that mentality, it comes across as he's betraying you or being disloyal when he's not. Like Caden is very principled very by the book you play the first game you've seen what Cerberus does and beginning of the Mass Effect 2 Shepard's space so it's only natural for him to be suspicious I think you know it no. sucks yeah. <laughs> that no, he's of suspicious of you but yeah. I agree. he has every right but, I mean, to me, he apologizes to you in the third game. Like, he tells you, you know, I'm really sorry. Like, I was wrong about you. And that, to me, that's huge. No, oh, yeah. that, was, that was so nice to have. Like, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to just try to recruit Caden when I know he's upset at me still. Like, 
that closure was so nice to have as like a first time player because I was like, my God, everyone's going to be my friend. <laughs> and, 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 and I want to also defend Ash too. Because I know a lot of people call her the space racist. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that Garrus and Rex say way worse crap. No, they do. <laughs> and Tally says way worse crap. And humans, humans do not have power in the Mass Effect universe. So it's not the same. And Turians attacked humans without provocation. So there's a lot of reasons why she's legitimately the way she is. I mean, to me, it would only be problematic if she let it affect her ability to keep her job or how she treats other people which she doesn't and you yeah. see character you see character growth in her oh yeah in the third game you know and she doesn't side with the extremists that are you know anti-alien she thinks Terra or terraferno party and cerberus are extreme so she's i honestly think people hate kaden ashley and james because they're human Honestly. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that just find them less interesting because they're human. Exactly. I mean, but the thing is, you don't... For me, Mass Effect is the first games where I actually like everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, even the problematic people. I loved Saren. Like, I don't normally like Oh, I like Saren. Saren's great. And I thought he was so complex, so well done, and... I loved the elusive man. Like, oh my he, God, Mr. President! <laughs> he had he has that madman, madman, you know, like good old Martin swagger Sheen. vibe going. Mm -hmm. on. Exactly, it is basically nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties Martin Sheen being himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I went on Google Images and found a young, a young picture of him, and that is it. They designed the elusive man after his look. Mm -hmm. That's a huge compliment. Oh, yeah. I, I love I love his acting. So when I saw him and like I heard his voice, I was like, I, were, I was with I was with you when no! you did it. <laughs> I was with her. <laughs> I was watching it. I was watching her play, and she got. She's like, wait a second, Mr. President, <laughs> <laughs> President Bartlett. <laughs>
but like after talking to her and seeing where she's coming from and seeing how Cerberus is still fucking with her even though she works with her and how she's just like all right fuck it i'm still gonna be a boss ass bitch <laughs> i appreciated her like so much more at the end of three um yeah. i i love miranda so much Miranda's like, great. i love her i she would be my number one romance until you get there in Mass effect three and they don't give her enough again she's one of those characters that they didn't make her a squad mate so she doesn't get enough time with me which makes it exactly which upsets me so much because i loved her in mass effect 2 she was like i was like you just knocked liara off the pedestal and then mass effect 3 came around and she's barely in it and i was like oh fuck well i guess liara you're right back up there on the pedestal (laughs) (laughs) honestly i i you know no one has to pick and choose like humans or aliens of course Mm -hmm. like better it is okay to like everyone Mm-hmm. If you do, <laughs> you know, course. you don't. I, it it doesn't give you the right, and this is a fandom, and this might sound preachy, but it doesn't give you the right to bash people for what they like. Of course. Oh, God. I'm a Caden fan, so you can imagine the abuse. That I <laughs> no, I, I 100% am saying that to like the people who like Caden, or people who romance Ashley, or people who prefer Jacob. Like, you guys the... shouldn't be bashed for who you like. I like. Listen, the only reason you should be bashed is if you chose any ending that's not destroy. For that, you must be bashed. I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs> I, no. I know, I'm playing. <laughs> I actually I actually really like Jacob, but I feel like Bioware did him really dirty. Oh, he's insanely I boring. Just, I well, enjoyed no, to me. Jacob, but the ending of Jacob's storyline felt so fucking basic. <laughs> They did him dirty. They pretty much like did every bad stereotype and threw it up on him. So, so I'm oh, sorry, good, sorry. So it's just like I feel bad for him because I feel like he is a good guy and he is a good character. It's just bad writing. Yeah, so mm-hmm. my I, I, I hear that a lot, the whole uh they put the stereotypes on him and stuff, and yeah, they do. But like Honestly, I think, in my opinion, the uh, one of the big stereotypes that they give him is the best part of his entire character, and that's the stereotype with his dad being shitty. Uh, I think, although I don't like Jacob, and I think he's a very like D-tier t- character, I don't even remember what I gave him on my tier list when I did it, but he's very low tier in my uh, view, but his loyalty mission is one of my favorites. I really like his loyalty mission, and I think that there's so much uh, quality narrative there. Uh, it's such an interesting premise. It's such an interesting concept, what they do with his dad and the crashing on the planet, no food, and all that kind of stuff. I love that. But then that's the peak of Jacob for me, and then he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always do his loyalty quest. I find it very uncomfortable. You find it uncomfortable? Like, I was in the yes. same Oh, is it because of the women too. angle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because, uh, you know, I mean, you're not a, you're not a woman. So no, of it's course. Very different, it's a very different experience yeah. when you're, you're seeing all this stuff and you're watching these women. And, I mean, I'm not one to shy away from uncomfortable. 
uncomfortable things in games because I realized that's like real life too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see how it added to the story, but at the same time, like I feel like they could have maybe avoided that whole thing. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like it added to his dad being more of an asshole, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't like necessary to point out how much of an asshole he was. Exactly. Uh, it it just made I feel like for me too it made me really uncomfortable because I was like oh ooh that's a topic I don't like hitting mm-hmm. anywhere period <laughs> yeah um yeah so well I, oh, sorry, it, yeah. it was just unfortunate writing I think to me yeah I mean again as a as a man <laughs> not not a woman uh you know I didn't have that reaction and i never really thought about it that way only because you know it doesn't you know i'm not a woman what? uh so i just kind of was like oh yeah he's a piece of shit and we should get rid of him and that's just about it i don't really think about it any further than that i mean yeah i know that he's like what he's done is <laughs> a horrible thing like beyond terrible and all that uh but you know i don't have the uh emotional uh i don't know what the word is here I, I, I don't feel it like a woman would feel it. It's going to hit you a different way, naturally. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Like, uh, when I play Project Overlord, that DLC, that hits me particularly personally because I'm an autistic. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I have, like, sensory issues, like with whole light and sound. Mm-hmm. You know when the AI starts making that noise? Oh uh, yeah, the screaming noise. Yes, that yeah. just like that is nails on chalkboard for me. Mm-hmm. But I always play that DLC because I have to save David. Yeah, because I have completely identified with him, and when you see him again in the third game, and he's so happy and healthy. Yeah, it's so it's nice. Such Especially if you bring Edie with you. Mm-hmm. Edie, oh god, that is such a heartwarming, like, wholesome moment. When Edie, like, looks at him and she's all smiling and happy, saying he looks good. Mm-hmm. And she's just so gentle with him. It's like a rare... Like, it's one of those moments where you could see her really being um, more than just this robotic, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, one of her... More uh, human uh, moments for sure. I, I love exactly. that moment. It's great. I uh, I don't know. I probably won't go too deep into this only because I don't know. I'm not trying to start a, a shitstorm. But I I personally am not a huge fan of whenever people are like I don't know. They they ask to like take things out, and I know a lot of people were really trying to push them to get rid of the Overlord DLC and because of the uh, negative way that it treats a person with a. Uh, uh, neurodivergencies autism? and such autism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can, I can tell you right now that all the autistic people that I personally know, uh, and you know, parents of autistic people actually love David Archer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not gonna speak for like all autistic people, I'm just no, like course. for myself and the people I know. Uh, you know, bad things happen to us in real life. You know, like it. Uh, not to make this a controversial thing, but bad things do happen to us in real life, so 
why wouldn't a bad thing happen to us in video games? Mm. I mean, like, bad things happen to women in real life. They would happen yeah. in video games. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's like bad, bad things happen, <laughs> happen. period. And whenever, <laughs> exactly. you know, bad shit happens in a game, people are like, oh... Oh no! Please remove sensor. I'm like, like, can you not though? Because like, it's important. <laughs> things, things like this are important to show and to get across that, like, you know, things. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just like, it's important to Let tell me... stories. <laughs> exactly. Let me just put it to you this way. I think that those types of things should be included because it helps people like myself. Mm-hmm process those things safely because yeah. you have because you know it's fiction you can handle these like bigger deeper complex ugly things in a safe way because you know it's not real mm-hmm. versus like seeing this sh- you know shit in real life yeah really me- really fucks with your brain you know yeah and real so like fiction helps you process that nasty ugly stuff like i mean i I went to graduate school for psychology one of the things that they tell you is writing your your shit helps Mm -hmm. like it helps you process this stuff that's why like a lot of you know assault survivors will write fiction you know and it'll Mm -hmm. be dark because it's helping them to you know process these complex emotions and get it out and it's just i mean you want to be careful of all the media that you're consuming but so i think things should have like you know trigger warnings and tags and yeah. stuff like yeah. that yeah that's understandable for sure but at the same time you cannot censor everything mm-hmm. like you just can't because it's a lie yeah i mean it is. It's like you're lying to people by censoring media. And like, um, I feel like game guides probably do a really good job too of being like, hey, just a heads up, this includes an autistic character. Like, if you're not cool with that, you might want to skip this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I, I agree that you can't really like censor stuff because like we need to give people a space to see themselves and like entertainment and games and stuff mm-hmm. so that's why i'm like ah oh, femme shep is one of the coolest characters i've ever seen and i like because it's very rare to see a strong female lead who's not like hypersexualized, who is a woman of power and isn't just seen as a woman with power but mm-hmm. as like a person with power and exactly. like that's so empowering to me mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like i feel like the same way of like the like with david and like even with the stuff with like jacob's arc um i think you get like an email from one of the women who are like hey thank you again like i'm still processing everything but thank yeah. you for like helping us um exactly. And, like, people should be allowed to have their space, even if it makes other people uncomfortable. For sure. And, like, we just gotta learn to, like, like listen to other people's stories and, like, video games and, like, absorb it. Mm-hmm. And, like, try to see where they're coming from. So, I, I 
I did enjoy that DLC. Overlord DLC was really good. Um, coming from a social services background, mm-hmm. like knowing what people with um, mental disabilities go through, like I felt it felt good to see them have a second of like to be in the space, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with all that said, that leaves me with uh, something that's very important to me, a very uh, important uh, sentence, <laughs> I don't know, a series of words, uh, that art is made to move you, and if it doesn't move you, then it's bad art, <laughs> in, my, yeah. in my opinion. If, <laughs> if it's there, whether it's a movie, a game, a book, if you don't feel anything, then it's not good. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, if it makes you feel happy, sad, angry, good, it should. And if if it's not making people feel things, then it's not worth the time anyway. And if mm-hmm. you feel, if you go into Overlord and that makes you upset and it makes you angry, then good. It should make you feel angry. And you should go and you should take that and you should, uh, you know, make your voice heard. But also, don't call for things to be destroyed because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that. There's no, there's no point to take things away. L- creatives have stories to tell, and those stories should be told. And mm-hmm. if you take that away from them, then you're. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not for the censoring of artistic ability. Yeah, there was. I totally forget the name of it, but there was a game created by a father who lost their child to cancer that dragon cancer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people got i think i don't know if people got upset but they were like why would you use a video game to process what you went through and like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah i heard about that but like that video game like i wasn't able to play it at the time because i didn't have a way to but like i watched I think Jack Septicide played through it. I think he's and who I, I watched play it too. Yeah, him or PewDiePie, I, or somebody, one of those guys. Yeah, I fucking sobbed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, it reminded me, um, like, I was upset. I was angry. I was like, "Damn, that sucks." Like, I'm so sorry for this family. But like, stories like that happen on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and it happens to hundreds and thousands of families, and like hearing it and seeing it is like important so 100%. deep discomfort <laughs> as um yes theory would say because when you seek discomfort you can learn more about yourself and other people 100 yeah. percent. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad we all uh all agree and uh <laughs> i mean of course if we didn't agree that'd be fine too but i'm glad that we all yeah. do <laughs> <laughs> well here here's the thing like arts literature video games all that stuff it's it's more than just entertainment like mm-hmm. it, it's a way like art is basically a reflection of the world around us and if you want the world to change right and the art that you're seeing to be less offensive then you need to put your energy in changing the real world first because you know Art is just a byproduct of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to censor 
and erase ugly things that are told in a particular way is basically just it, it does nothing like you're you're just taking an outlet away from people to process difficult things mm-hmm. and you know creating a creating a world that doesn't exist basically mm-hmm. oh yeah uh oh, shit i had something oh my god i had something perfectly that i wanted to add to that <laughs> shit no i yawned and then i lost it no oh, okay yes okay i got it uh <laughs> and for anybody out there, because I doubt if, if you're watching this, I highly doubt that you have this feeling. But there are so many people that don't believe that video games are art, and that pisses me off so much. But guess what, motherfucker? It's inside that, I think it's like the special museum or whatever that d- classifies it. As soon as it entered that museum, it was labeled as art, and it's art forever there moving forward. And there's that fucking son of a bitch out there, Roger Ebert, I'm pretty sure it was him. You movie watching son of a bitch. That he was like, video games will never be art. Well, fuck you. <laughs> there are so many video games that, like, oh, what's that one when you work with two people, but you didn't figure out till the end that it was like multiplayer? I forgot. Oh, uh, it's uh, Journey. It, Journey, yeah. That game was so cool and so artistic and. Yes, it's technically a video game, but like at the end of the day, it was more of an interactive like art piece than a video game. And like I see Mass Effect as like a masterpiece of art. Like the story is throughout all the three games, like the whole trilogy, it like works so well to make it make you feel like um, what you're doing is making a difference in this small little world or galaxy i guess you should say and like the storyline from like one to two to set up to three being like you are the only person who were able to do this because we didn't listen to you in the first place and we're sorry mm-hmm. was fan fucking tastic and like you can't sit here and tell me like just because the ending of M- like mass effect 3 didn't go the way you want to or, like, Andromeda isn't the way you want to, cannot, like, deflect how Bioware has created probably one of the most fantastic trilogies of all time. One of my favorite things about the trilogy is that it stresses that our differences are not weaknesses, but actual strengths. Yes! Yep. Oh, it's so good! (laughs) Because look at what happened to the Protheans, right? The mm-hmm. most advanced race in the galaxy, and they died because mm-hmm. they were all the same. Like, and the Reapers like totally pegged who they were. But you get a galaxy of different people working together, you know, unconventionally. You know, the Reapers can't, you know, atone for that. They can't account for that yeah i i mean that's i was just gonna say real quick that uh, you said that the reapers like they had they pegged the protheans uh you know i never thought that the reapers would be down for that kind of thing <laughs> you can't with their weird weird ass looking dildoly kind of looking spaceships you kind of I... can't their whole thing is probing like um not the top planets. Their whole thing is probing planets. 
not the pegging I was referring to. I was, I had an even better version of that, but like I was holding the laughing so hard, trying not to say it, but I was like, I gotta fucking say it. I got to. It was. (laughs) Like no, it was like the whole point of like your differences, the differences of the people around you, is what makes you stronger. That felt like so nice because. Especially in, like, this kind of, like, I'm speaking in America because I know some international people watch us, but, like, in America right now, um, the it's becoming more white, and black and white right now in the political and just, like, social spaces rather than being gray. Um, so it was kind of nice to be like, yeah, we can work together and make a difference and maybe defeat some aliens. <laughs> um... <laughs> That, wait, no, okay, I meant that in, like, Mass Effect, not in, like, the American I, I know. <laughs> I, I just want to clarify that before someone, like, cancels me for saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <clears throat> it was, um, it was really heartwarming, and it made me feel really happy, because, um, as someone who's, like, is in, like, social services and getting like a social service degree it's very hard to stay like motivated um with the current like culture in america mm-hmm. uh so it's very nice to play a video game like that so. oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I mean for me as a mixed race disabled person like playing mass effect seeing all the different races you know Yes, they all have their problems with each other and their beef and their long-standing grudges, but faced with this, like, you know, utter extinction and death, mm-hmm. they managed to, like, collectively work together to, like, learn to understand each other better, to to end this threat. That, to me, like, feels so uplifting going off of what molly said about the current climate in america like people are so divided and they're so afraid of people who are different and it's just it's so unnecessary Mm -hmm. you know when we're all just people like there's a lot to be learned from each other our differences advance us push us mm-hmm. forward because mm-hmm. if we're all the same we're not learning we're not improving we stagnate like i don't know if you guys watch doctor who but the cyber oh, yeah. yeah love doctor who the cybermen okay mm-hmm. like they're all the same yet they never advance everything that's beautiful doesn't exist because they have no feelings they have no emotions and you know that's Pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, before uh, we go any further, uh, I think we've been going for about almost two hours now. I think an hour and a half, something like that. I, I was supposed to be asleep an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah maybe so we before start. was it? Before we ended up, is there anything you guys want to bring up before I call it? Uh. Um... You go ahead. I was just going to say that I would like to see more people in Master Phantom kinder to each other. Yes, I concur. Thanks. Very much. Like, we all love these games. 
So instead of us being assholes to each other, how about we be like, hey, we have something to common. Let's build off of that. Instead <laughs> of being like, I hate Kaden. I leave him on Vermeer. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, trust me. Tell me what what you love. Yeah. Yeah. What you love. All Be right. nice to each other, assholes. This is how I start the <laughs> hashtag leave Jacob on Vermeer. No, <laughs> no, I don't support that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have um, to I have to be that. I I guess what I wanna say is like I'm sad I went this long with not knowing Mass Effect. Um I'm like glad that we that we in the Discord gave you that extra push to go do it. Yeah, I I was uh purposely waiting for like the legendary edition to come out but like um i watched through one and i purposely stopped there because i was like i liked one a lot just watching it i need to see how two and three is blind mm-hmm. um so i'm really i'm really happy i love mass effect uh i'm restarting andromeda now with uh mods because nice. I, I was playing through it before and it was a. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it, so I have mods yeah. in now to try to enjoy it more. And my writer is so much prettier now. <laughs> Thanks to recommendations by Jess, because you're amazing. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Mod okay. queen. Yeah, no, honestly, um, check out uh, Jess's mods. Uh, this is actual advertisement, because they're all freaking fantastic. <laughs> and like, even, like, who's who made an article that had your mods in it? I think it was Game Informer. Yeah, oh, hell you know yeah. one of the biggest magazines for gaming put one of her mods in it. Yeah, maybe you should go check out her mods. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really happy that I played through it. I found a new series that's easily in my top ten of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Thanks. Also, thanks to the fandom for being so sweet and like supportive of me playing through it, <laughs> and like enjoying my ramblings in Discord of how fucking wild Mass Effect is. <laughs> we love watching and... you, Molly. Yes. When you have you met Reyes Vidal yet? No, I haven't. No, she's she's barely into Andromeda when she started. I I when I Last was time. doing my first playthrough, I just got to Jaw. Like okay. just just got to draw um so i'm very fresh into it and like even now i'm not that far into it like i just lost my dad big sad moment um big <laughs> you, you like severin right severin is a god um <laughs> okay reyes reyes is uh mass effect severin oh but he's voiced by hawk exactly uh nicholas bolt uh garrett hawk's voice uh, voice threads. No, you're joking. Yeah. You're actually no. Fucking... no, that's oh, him. That's and you it. can romance him. <laughs> <laughs> He's my yeah. writer's canon romance. Um, I... I'm very excited now. I wasn't sure who I was gonna romance before. I was like, oh, Liam's alright, but no. He's nah. me. Just by, just by uh, Hawk Liam and is weak. combined. <laughs> mm. Reyes <laughs> Vidal is man, there is not enough Reyes like, in this world. <laughs> probably i can feel I the heat from here my, <laughs> if i get to reyes maybe i'll record my reaction and post it on twitter you should you should because a friend of mine recently just played mass effect andromeda 
and she knows I'm a huge Reyes fan. And she finally went to Kadara and she goes, Oh my god, my panties dropped. My <laughs> panties dropped. And I was like, uh... I told you. But uh I think uh as usual, panties dropping is the best place to end it. Uh, <laughs> so y'all be dropping panties and I'm going to drop the mic. Thank y'all for coming by. That was so bad. <laughs> you know me, I got to drop the cheese. Uh, <laughs> thank y'all so much for making this with me. I appreciate both of you. Thank of you. Of course. Jess, Thank I hope to have Of course, I hope to have you on some more. Yeah. That would be great. And of course, Molly, as always, you know, I love having you on. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've been on my last podcast. I've been <laughs> so extremely do... busy. <laughs> I understand. If you, a, if you do a Dragon Age one and, and you, you want to talk about mods and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. We should do a mod episode. We should, and I get to cry out into the heavens why there's no facial hair mods. I need beards! Please! Nobody uh, there beard. is facial hair mods. Not yo. enough. Need... Not enough. He's too picky about his facial hair. I am a facial hair connoisseur. My beard needs to be beautiful. <laughs> I am putting out there right now a 500 uh, rupee reward for the person... <laughs> Who can, who can give me? Don't <laughs> no, use a real. No, I was. Oh, well, technically, rupee is a real. Rupee is technically real. It's Indian, but it's uh, also the. Napoleon. It's also the Zelda money. The end. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all, all that kind of money. If somebody can make me some decent beard mods, or at least find some kind of magical way to put Blackwall's beard on my Inquisitor. I, I don't even easy, dude. Probably, but I don't know how to use technology. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Don't you. Know how to use technology. Not not even a little bit. Thank you so much for stopping by, Thetis. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.